0: This is Frank Dominguez for WDAV's Piedmont Arts. Since 1958, the Arts and Science Council has been a driving force in the cultural life of the city of Charlotte and Mecklenburg County. In recent years, in an effort to live up to its promise of culture for all, the ASC put together a cultural equity report that has drawn attention, both positive and negative. Joining me via Zoom to speak about the report and the ASC's mission in general is the organization's president, Krista Terrell. Thank you so much for having me. In the interest of transparency for our listeners, I should say that while ASC doesn't generally make operational grants for public media organizations such as WDAV, uh, we have recently received a grant from ASC in support of our noteworthy concert series, which brings together local pop artists of color with classical musicians. And we're very grateful for that. Well, we're very proud to support your work. Thank you. Now, Krista, the Cultural Equity Report is a complex, thorough document, and we've included a link to it on the Piedmont Arts page at our website. So listeners can read it for themselves and uh, draw their own conclusions about it. But for the sake of context for this conversation, can you briefly summarize how it came about and what it says?
1: ASC has been on a journey for the past kind of 6 to 7 years to becoming a more equitable organization. And part of that journey was for our board of directors to approve a cultural equity statement and they did that in the June in June of 2019. With the approval of that statement they said if we're committed to this work it is important that we publicly communicate to the residents um, of Charlotte Mecklenburg about how we are doing in that work. And so that is what that is what led to um, the inaugural cultural equity report. And in the report, um, the cultural equity work group that we have at ASC, we really said, we don't want to talk about the shiny and new things that we're doing, is it important for us to talk about our history? And there's a wonderful quote by John Meacham that I love that says, history is not a GPS, but a diagnostic guide. And so it was important for us to go back to 1958 and our founding and why we were founded and who we were founded to support and really talk about the steps and missteps that we have taken along the years to dismantle inequitable systems within ASC, and also to acknowledge that we've historically failed in cultivating an equitable and inclusive cultural community, uplifting certain cultures more than others, and also to share the work that we've been doing over the past six to seven years to becoming a more equitable organization.
0: How has the cultural equity report changed the way The Arts and Science Council goes about funding the arts in Mecklenburg County.
1: Well, I wouldn't say the report has changed the way that we are doing this work because we've been on a journey of evolving for the past six to seven years. But what the report has done has um, enabled us to have even more deeper conversations with residents in the community, with artists of color. Um, We had a wonderful session with Alana Creatives um, just to hear their thoughts and their needs that will help inform our work. So the report has been a great way to kind of open up up dialogue and more conversation um, to inform our work. Uh, to becoming a more equitable organization.
0: You used a term there, Ilana. Creatives. Could you explain what that stands for?
1: Yes. So ALANA are organizations whose primary intentions, practices, and missions are f- by, for, and about African, Latinx, Asian, Arab, and Native American artists, cultures, and communities. So the term is ALANA, which also Grantmakers in the Arts
0: uh, uses. Those communities, uh, it's fair to say, have not Traditionally, been funded to the extent uh, that other uh, what are called uh, legacy organizations have been funded.
1: Yes, that's correct. Our operating support grants is the biggest grant making program in our portfolio of work. And when you look at the report on page twelve, it visually shows our history of inequitable funding as it relates to Alana organizations, as well as um, those organizations that were founded in white Eurocentric cultures. Um, so yes, yeah, so there is a lot of work that ASC is doing to, um, to support um, a lot of creatives as well as organizations.
0: I think sometimes when people hear about this kind of work, their reaction is, oh, well, does that mean I'm going to uh, lose my uh, uh, symphony orchestra or my opera company that I've been supporting uh, and, and enjoying all these years? That's not what you're talking about, though, is it?
1: Absolutely not. ASC is here to support the broader cultural sector, support... Everyone, um, but we know that there is um, we we on our journey to equity that we have to also support organizations and creatives that have not been funded um, before. So it's really about sharing those resources. Um, but yes, we it, it was been very interesting where the immediate kind of knee jerk reaction of getting calls of people asking, well, "Are you no longer going to fund the symphony?" Are you no longer gonna fund Children's Theater? No, they are very important organizations and they do incredible work. I think the key message is that, is that those organizations don't matter more than the Harvey B. Gantt Center, than chaos, than Carolina's Latin Dance Theater. Equity is about everyone having the resources that they need to move along together. And as you re- people will read in the report, it has not been the case. It's been certain organizations and creatives uh, benefiting more than others. And that is all based on ASC's um, history of inequitable practices.
0: You wrote a compelling blog post uh, titled The Uncomfortable Truth about the reaction uh, ASC received in some quarters uh, to the cultural equity report. And we've got a link to that uh, on our Piedmont Arts page, too, for listeners who want to check it out. What was uh, some of the pushback that surprised you most?
1: Well, I think the pushback that surprised me the most was from hearing um, from kind of leaders in the cultural sector about um, that they're all for, one leader in particular said, you know, they're all for uh, equity as it relates to access to the arts. And when I asked about, oh, well, that's great. Well, what about? Um, as it relates to equitable funding, I was met with a long pause, and it was like, "Oh well, you know, it's hard to be, it's hard to champion for equity, um, you know, when you equitable funding when you continue to decrease to de- decrease our funding." And 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 the other thing was that you know I was told if you want fifty thousand dollars to go further, why not give it to an organization that has the infrastructure um, to do that work instead of an organization with one person. And so that really struck me that led to the history of the entitlement, that they are better than other organizations. And I think it's important for the legacy organizations to understand that they too were once a small grassroots organization with a staff of one or two and that they have been supported over the years Um, to become a major organization that they are. So again, it's like they don't matter more than the grassroots organizations that are in our community today. That is all around intention and the intentionality that the ASC has had over many decades to the point of who matters more than others, who's sitting at the table and who's not sitting at the table as it relates to making these decisions. And it goes back to, and I mentioned this in my blog, Dr. Eddie Glaude Jr.'s book "Begin Again," which is wonderful. That he talks about the lie and the value gap, which is the belief that, um, in his term, like white white people matter more than others. And and in my blog post, I said it it also connects to the cultural sector, and that we saw through through our data is that white organizations, you know, that mindset of white organizations matter more than others. But when you think about at ASC, who was sitting at the table, who was making the funding decision, what was, as Ryan Deal, a colleague of mine says, what was the thought DNA around this work It was really about uplifting the organizations that were created um, and were founded in that white Western Eurocentric culture. And so that is what mattered back in the day, which led to all of this inequitable funding.
0: I realize this next question is probably better posed to members of the Charlotte City Council, but from your perspective as the leader of the Arts and Science Council, what do you make of their proposal to fund arts groups through the Foundation for the Carolinas? Can these two funding sources coexist in the Charlotte arts ecosystem?
1: So first, I am very excited about increased funding for the arts and cultural sector. I am glad that the city of Charlotte is increasing their funding as well as the private side is increasing their funding because ASC has been advocating for increased funding for the sector for for a very long time. What is clear to me is with the city situation is that the city and the foundation are focused on centering geographic spaces, as well as certain organizations. And what I mean by that is their focus is on Uptown Charlotte. The sales pitch, which was even reported in the Charlotte Business Journal, is about this effort is about restoring the health of Uptown Charlotte. This is about helping organizations in city-owned facilities, which are only five. The Harvey B. Gantt Center is one of them. And this is also about helping organizations that perform in those city-owned facilities. So when you think about the Blumenthal, it's the opera, it's the symphony, it's the ballet, primarily those are kind of the main ones. Our work is about supporting the broader cultural sector and not just Uptown Charlotte. We are about doing work and we do work and we'll continue to do work in uh, the towns from Matthews, Mint Hill, Pineville to Davison, Cornelius and Huntersville. We are about serving the residents of Charlotte Mecklenburg where the city is saying this is about economic development. They want to attract people to uptown Charlotte. So that is about tourism and their focus is tourism first. And ASC has always been about and will continue to be about serving residents first. You know, it's going to be interesting how they create uh, this advisory council made up of public and private funders. My concern with that is who's going to be at the table and who's not going to be at the table. My biggest concern is about the equitable distribution of resources. If you're just going to fund organizations based on FY20 and FY21 levels, whichever is greater, which was the language that was in the city manager's proposal, you have the Mint Museum that received over $926,000 in FY20 and the Gantt Center that received $178,000 in FY20. Institute ASC's equity lens in FY21, the Mint went down to $500,000 and the Gantt went up to over $201,000. So for next fiscal year, who's going to win? or benefit the most, the Mint Museum, because they're gonna get over $926,000, and the Gantt Center is gonna get $201,000, and they're gonna add an extra $150,000, so they're over $300,000. Here you have two museums in Uptown Charlotte, right across from each other, One focuses on African-American culture. The other one does not. But again, who's going to benefit? The one that was founded in white Western Eurocentric culture. I'm not saying they don't need the money because they need the funding, but the Gantt Center needs the funding as well. But you're dealing with $12 million in funding when ASC was only dealing with $4 million. So that's an example of my concern around the equitable distribution of resources. There are going to be organizations that are going to benefit the most and organizations that are not and that's not
0: equity. My last question is more of a personal one. What drew you to do this work? Did you start out with the ambition to challenge the status quo of arts funding or did you get to this point by following a slightly different maybe more circuitous path?
1: I've been I've been with ASC for 19 years now and have been able to grow within the organization from PR specialist to communications director to VP of marketing and now president. So I've seen the organization at a variety of stages and have also been aware and have kind of questioned into my mind and even have asked publicly around some of the inequities. I mean, I'm grateful for the opportunity to lead at this moment um, in in the organization's history to do what is right, um, to do what is fair. Um, because that is what is needed in the sector. And also personally, growing up, I grew up in Augusta, Georgia. I went to a performing arts high school. My, my goal was always to be a dancer with either a- at alien American Dance Theater or Dance Theater of Harlem. And I'm used to being, even as a professional, especially in the cultural sector, I'm used to being the only person of color. There's a photo that I have of, of my ballet class my, at, at school, and I was the only only Black um, only person of color and they're only black. So um, that's always been concerning to me. Um, we have to open the door for inclusion, for opportunities for all people, um, not just people of color, but differently abled people to be able to participate in the arts and cultural sector. Everyone has a gift and everyone should have the opportunity to have accessibility to it, as well as the funding to do it, and to be able to to have a sense of belonging and and, and welcoming to the cultural sector and all of these variety of spaces from non-traditional spaces, if you're having something in a park, to the halls of, of a mint museum or a Blumenthal. My goal is to ensure that moving forward, there's no more of just being the only in rooms, whether it's from professional to theater spaces and performing spaces. One thing that we did learn was that a lot of people were not reading the report. They were hanging on to the sound bites from media, just which was really around ASC's apology. And so we did have a session called Beyond the Sound Bites, which, which was a virtual community listening session about the equity report. And that's located on ASC's YouTube page. And one story that I tell, again, comparing two organizations, is the Afro American Children's Theater and Children's Theater of Charlotte. The Afro American Children's Theater uh, received funding from ASC and operating support for 13 years. In that 13 years of funding, the Afro American Children's Theater only received $508,000. The Children's Theater, during that same time, got $3.1 million. So that's just another example, again, data driven, about why this work is important and why those outcomes should never happen again.
0: My guest has been Krista Terrell president of the Arts and Science Council of Charlotte and Mecklenburg County. You'll find links to their cultural equity report and Krista's blog post, The Uncomfortable Truth, at the Piedmont Arts page at WDAV.org. Krista, thanks again for speaking with me.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Frank. I enjoyed our conversation. For
0: WDAV's Piedmont Arts, I'm Frank
1: Dominguez.